are live. We are back, episode three. With a crossover episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, it is a crossover episode. We, uh, we do not have the world-famous Steve the Slider with us. Uh, he is off traveling the world, uh, filling in for Anthony Bourdain, apparently. So uh, we're going to do this one without him, but, uh, you know... Harry and I have quite a uh, history with doing it, so I, I, I don't see why we can't pull this off, just him and I. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the Anthony Bourdain joke might have been a little bit too early. But uh, for those of you who don't know, me and Will were already uh, radio hosts in a previous life. So the podcast uh, thing is nothing new. So we're going going back to the roots, going back to the beginning. Will and Harry show. It was, That's was right. It a, a hire, no, it was a retired and fired. Yes. Just retired. You had just been and fired. And I just been fired that year, yep. So we drove cross country. Yep. So, uh, but we'll get into that. I, I, those of you who uh, you know, enjoy the music that we start off with, our good veteran friends will recognize that uh, we started off tonight with the theme song from uh, Band of Brothers. I just rewatched the whole series, and I figured, uh, you know, it's Memorial Day week. And, uh, you know, honor those who uh, have made the ultimate sacrifice. And uh, as we do every year in D.C. and as I do every try and do every year for uh, as a tradition now is watch the entire Band of Brothers series, which uh, I, I think I've watched it six times at this point, And it still blows me away every time. It, it, the storyline, the acting, the fact that it's all real. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the characters, but like they're not characters. They're real guys. Yeah, and it's and it's all real stories. And yeah, I mean, so I, so the personality, I guess you would say, right? The personality of those guys. Yeah, I mean, and it was cool. I think one of the unique things they did, you know, and I always forget it when you're watching. It's like you're watching those little interviews at the beginning all the time, but they don't tell you till the till episode. Yeah, 10, to the end, who they are. Right, who those guys were. And I remember like the first time watching it, trying to guess who they were and everything. And then, I think well, it was just recently too, uh, Bill Garnier. Uh, he passed away uh, within the last few years. I want to say in the la- last two or three years. And, yeah, those guys were just. And I'll tell you, man, I, as many times I've watched it, I said I think I've watched it six times. And I've watched it with Mary. Uh, Cody was over here the other day, and uh, his wife was here. And I always tell them, like episode nine. Uh, I don't want to give it away, you know, completely if, if people haven't seen it. But that episode brings me to tears every time. Every uh, time. Which one is that? Um. Where they find the camps. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that is... Was yeah, it's terrible. filmed, but, man, like... You know, and it wasn't even... It was a fraction of the episode. Like, it wasn't even the biggest... I mean, it was the you know the biggest part of the episode, but it wasn't, uh, you know, like, lengthwise, the biggest part of the episode. And it's still every time, man. Like, I'm glad that when I watched it Monday that Cody was sitting in front of me and couldn't see me. Because yeah. that thing still gets me every single time. And... You know, I don't know if I, if you could say it's like my favorite war movie of all time, because it's not a war movie. It's a, it's a miniseries, and that's, you know, it's a whole other level right there. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to find uh, Bill Garnier. I can't seem to find him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, was, it, it wasn't that long ago that I believe he passed I said there's, away. There's living Easy Company members, two veterans as of June 13th. Oh, no. June 13, 2020, there was one surviving officer from Easy Company, Colonel Edward Shames. I don't remember his character. I don't remember him either. Garnier died in Philadelphia on March 8, 2014. He was 90 years old. Oh, no, so it was more than 
few years. God, I'm getting old. Yeah. It was tough. Nah. So when did, because uh, uh, Dick Winters, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Maybe he's the one who, uh, no, it wasn't Dick Winters either. He passed away in 2011. So, all right, no, I really am just getting that old that everything seems like it happened yesterday. Yeah. He was, he was uh, amazing. I mean, I, you know. I, like I said, I think one of the things that really gets me is the, you know, it's all true stories. You know, I mean, I love, you know, a, a great war movie, but, uh, you know, when you know that these are true stories and they, they, they managed to put them all together. I mean, they did a follow-up to that. What was it, The Pacific? Yeah, The Pacific. Also very good. And not as good as Band of Brothers. Right. But very good. It just I, I guess it just... Maybe I need to rewatch it. It just didn't... Uh, it didn't resonate with me the way Band of Brothers did. Uh, I'm going with, I, I'm going to say that you're guessing uh, Donald Malarkey died 2017. Okay, okay. Well, maybe him, but yeah, I mean, I, look, yeah, it's, the Pacific is good, it's just not the same, but I don't know, I think it's only not the same because Band of Brothers was first, and they, I, was there really anything like that before it came out? Right, I mean nothing, nothing at that level. I mean they're doing the third one now, Masters of the Air. I know they're they're, they're working on that one. I haven't, oh, I have yeah, not heard any of this. Yeah, I don't know when the uh, when it's supposed to be coming out, but uh, I, you know I have faith in them. You know, I mean I don't remember disliking uh, you know the the Pacific. I just it just didn't resonate with me. Yeah. You know, like a pen well, you're an army guy. They were army guys. That's what it is. I mean, you know, Full Metal Jacket, you know, is up there as one of my all-time favorite war movies, and those were all Marines. But I will tell you, like, another one, you know, I guess, you know, maybe, because I will say one of my all-time favorites is also uh, We Were Soldiers, and, you know, that was Army, but that was also, again, a true story. Yeah. And, I mean, I I tried to watch that, I think, uh, earlier in the week, and... uh, my mother-in-law was sitting in a room with me, and she's like, I, I, I can't handle this. Like, I gotta leave. I'm like, yeah, I forgot how, like, gut-wrenching. Brutal it is? Yeah. Not just the war scene, but, I mean, the whole scene in that movie where the, the uh, you know, they weren't prepared for these soldiers to start dying like that, and they had the cab company delivering death notices, and, and the wives took on the, the role of, of handing out those death notices. And I remember that scene just was gut-wrenching. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... I love me some Full Metal Jacket, but I don't know. I think we were soldiers as far as war movies. I mean, to hell, have you ever seen To Hell and Back? I don't believe so. Uh, see, that's Audie Murphy. Again, all right. Oh, okay. Something. It was an Army guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, To Hell and Back is a true story and, uh, and an amazing one. Um, you know, you know maybe, that, maybe that's, there's something to be said for the true stories, you know. Uh, Lone Survivor. True story. Black Hawk Sni- Down. Black Hawk Down. American Sniper. American Sniper, I read the book. I, I hate being that, you know, I like the book so much better. Type of but, guy. yeah. But, but, you know, they definitely Hollywooded that story up. And after yeah, of book, course. It's a little annoying. Well, so, I read, I read Red Platoon, right? That's uh, Clint Romache. The Medal of Honor recipient and uh, what he did at uh, Cop Keating, I believe it was. And I know they're coming out with his version because he wrote a book, Red Platoon, and then, I don't know, some some news guy wrote another one 
the exact same story right after him and they just came out with the movie version of that. I'm trying to figure out. I can't remember what it was. All right, Red Platoon was Clint Romache's. And... Watch them. Uh, the Outpost by uh, by Jake Taper. Jack Taper? Taper? Okay. Tapper? It, it's, the, it's the same story. It's the story of The Outpost, whereas Red Platoon, I believe is just Romache's experience there and what got him the Medal of Honor. So I read his book, but I watched The Outpost because The Outpost came out before his movie. And the same thing, like, even that, like, you know, because it's, it's the same story but a different story. And, like, they're, like, they do the beginning of The Outpost and the same thing. I'm just, like, watching it and I'm like, man, I'm like, how is this a thing? Like, like how do the, like, right? I'm, I just watch it and I'm like, man, I'm like, nothing in my life is ever going to compare to that. Like, yeah, yeah. I it's, guess, it's like said, unbelievable. Like the, the, the reality stories like heartbreak Ridge. Awesome movie. Yeah. Right. Great movie. But you know, in it's the end, the, it's right. Sweet, sweet. So sweet. <laughs> lift your chin up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Yeah, there's a lot of great lines in that movie, but yeah, there was, wasn't a lot of reality to it. I mean, right. Was it, I think it was, was it on uh, Netflix and they did that uh, documentary on corn goal? The Corngall Valley, and I remember watching, and it was just a documentary, and it was just like this cat running around with a video camera with these guys there, and whoa, I mean, that was, I mean, that was as reality as you could get, like, that wasn't even a movie, it was a documentary, and, and yeah. that was, that was pretty intense, you know, and some of them surprise you, they did that, uh, that Megan Levy movie, uh, what was her name, Kate, Kate Mara, Mara was in it, and uh, it was about a dog handler, and, uh, you know, I was like, eh, all right, I'll give this one, and I, I, Surprised me a lot. It was it was a pretty pretty good movie. So it was recently that one came out, right? Uh, I don't remember how long ago it was. I, I, let's see, it says it was. Uh, let's see, because I you know it turned out that she is uh she's from uh the homeland. She's back from uh she's like a uh, Rockland County, I believe she was oh, from Rockland okay. or Orange County. Yeah, which I didn't know. It came out twenty seventeen. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was about a dog handler and. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, they're a whole different breed, those dog handlers out there. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And, uh, yeah, I think she wound up getting the keeper dog in the end, which is uh, quite, That's cool. uh, quite the rarity yeah. with, with the dog handlers. So, you know, I mean, 13 Hours, great movie, you know. Again, yeah. It's a true story, but, you know, I guess some, some stand up. But like I said, that Band of Brothers, I just watch it over and over and over. You know, Black Hawk Down, same way. Black Hawk Down was a, was, a, was an exceptionally well great movie. Everything, like, so I just started watching Band of Brothers again because I saw you post that you were watching it. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I probably haven't seen it in at least a year. I got to watch it again. And pre prior to that, I just finished Black Hawk Down again. And that's another one. I don't know, like, like, every time I, walk, I watch Black Hawk Down, I'm just like, oh, man. I'm like, I can't, Im can't imagine it. Oh, yeah. Yo, like, just can't imagine doing, like, doing any of it. Like, I know there's there's some movie, and I can't remember the name of the movie, and I could look it up if my phone wasn't on 2% battery. But <laughs> I think in, in the movie, my old, yeah, terrible lookup guy. It, my old man always mentions the movie, there's, there's like a, there it's like a Western movie, I guess, and there's a bar, they walk into the bar, and there's a picture of Geronimo, the Native American. I don't, do you know who Geronimo is? I am familiar, yes. Okay, right? So there's a picture of Geronimo, and 
it's like two cowboys and like they're they're cheers into something and the one guy says uh you know we should cheers to geronimo or something like that and like you know they say something like you know i don't i guess it's along the lines of like you know we're not cheers to no engine or something like that and the guy says that you'd have to stand on your mama's shoulders to kiss that man's ass <laughs> And like, and like, but that's like, that's what I think. Like when I watch the movie, when I like when I watch like Banner Brothers or Black Hawk Down, like it's just like, man, it's like nothing I could do like could ever like come close to touching you guys. Well, yeah, I mean those World War Two guys. I mean, they was you know like, right the greatest, right the greatest, the greatest, uh, greatest generation. generation. Yeah, right. And you look at these guys, and like, and, and, and Cody was going to point it out. We watched the other night about like, wow, man, like. Now these guys, this, this wasn't like these Vietnam guys where they had to do their year and, and, and had the option to leave after a year. Like those World War II guys, some of those guys in those units. I mean, in a twin, it they were. I, and, and you know, I really again poor research, but you know, we kind of threw tonight together at last minute. Um, you know, some of those guys. I think the reason it was is because of the unit that they were. You know, that they went into. They didn't just. You know, they weren't just an infantry guy. I mean, this was airborne. This was this was another level. And I guess maybe they yeah. had to sign a, a longer contract to do that. But uh, you know, I will tell you. You know, as as, as we're talking, a movie that just just came across my screen here that I it wasn't a true story as far as war movies go that I was a big fan of was a Fury. I don't know if you ever oh. saw that with Brad Pitt. Man, I'm. I'm convinced that I can pull off the Brad Pitt haircut in that movie. You'd have to get like, rid of the mullet. I mean, well, I so this so this was happen. well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to because this was pre mullet, but pre mullet, I was convinced I could do that haircut. I don't know if I could or not, but oh, it was a great haircut and great movie, right? Cause they, what's the one scene? Best job I ever had. Yeah, I mean, and they were tankers, you know, which is right, you which know, you know, much okay, what I which, was in the army, so uh, which is why, yeah. All right. Okay. So I, there's a theme, but I mean, most movies about the army because the army's awesome. You know? Yeah. How many movies? Name me a movie, and you can't say Top Gun that had to do with the Air Force. Um. Right. About the right, Air Force. Really, right. You really got to think. Right. Yeah. There's got to be one. Right. The only Navy Hot Shots, I believe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody does the serious. And even Top Gun wasn't that serious. You look back at it now, you're like, it's right up there with Heartbreak Ridge. Like it was a cheesy '80s movie. But it was great. The Navy, I will give you. Uh, was it U U U H U F two four seventy one? The okay, the submarine movie they did um, about the Navy. The, it was uh, a, uh, it, the Rock? I don't know. No, it wasn't The Rock. Oh man, we are we're not prepared for tonight. No, we're not. Well, all right. So, but you say the Navy, right? Well, all right. The Navy's Lone Survivor, American Sniper. Those were, I mean, they're Navy SEALs, so it's a, a Navy movie, technically. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing about, you know, any Marine movie, you know, it's really the Department of the Navy. That's, uh, no, that's U true, U fair U enough. 571, that was the one about the uh, the submarine that was pretty good. Bon Jovi got blown up in it, so that was kind of entertaining. That's so. not true. No, he did. Yeah, he had like a cameo in it. Doing what? <laughs> and he died. He, I don't know. He was like a commander on a boat or something, and he died. But I it was, don't it was it. For, for a minute. You, you don't think you think Bon Jovi's indestructible? How many commanders of ships are walking around with frosted tips? <laughs> I don't think he had gray hair in it. Matthew <laughs> McConaughey's in it too. I mean, come on, like it, you know, it's a bunch of that pretty one. Boys. I, that it's one the, I believe. It's the Navy. They had to put a bunch of pretty boys in there. I wholeheartedly believe McConaughey can do whatever he wants. 
and look good doing it too. Like he yeah, exactly. Just, all right, all right, all right. Let's blow this up. Like he doesn't. Right. He can do. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. You know, it's just one. It's one. I think Brad Pitt's right up there too. You know, I think you can put Brad Pitt in in, in like any movie, and he's just gonna be cool. Yeah. George Clooney. George Clooney. I think the man just exudes coolness. You know, I mean. Yeah, well, that's what he's when I whenever somebody mentions uh, about my gray hair and how much of it I have, which right, right now that I've got a lot of hair, right, you can tell I do. I got a lot of gray hair. And but that's what I say. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, like, you know, it's I'm refined. You know, I'm aging refinedly. I'm like a, I'm like a young George Clooney. Well, that was you stole that line from me, guy. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right, as long as you're admitting you stole that line from me. I was like, whoa, whoa, is he really trying to pull us off like it was his line? Yeah, that's fine. You don't live around here anymore. I could say it as much as I want and take credit for it. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Oceans movies. I could watch those things all day, man. Even the new one? There is no new one. Copy that. Okay. Yeah, that's like that's like talking about the third Godfather. How, it doesn't right. exist. How many Ghostbusters are there? There's two. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Although, I don't know. I'm a little excited about the new one. The new Ghostbusters? Yes. Yeah, I Not the new the one that's already been filmed and released. The new, new one with Paul Rudd. Correct. Right. I did see a preview. It seemed like it had a little bit of a dark element to it, which uh, yeah. I think could be, uh, could be pretty interesting. So... But see, here we go, man. So, like you know, like we were saying, man, you and I, uh, you and I have a history of, uh, you know, we, we, we are the uh, the procreators <laughs> of this uh, of the podcast. It was it was the Will and Harry show, uh, just shy of uh, or just over three years ago now. Yeah. And uh, you know, we had a lot of call-ins. You know, that's how we kind of maintained that show. We didn't really do this whole podcasting thing. I don't think it was a. Uh, as big and as easy as it is uh, now, but um, you know, we we pulled it off. What it took us? Uh, what ten days drive cross country? Uh, it took us ten. I want to say fourteen for some reason, but well, ten might be it. Are, are you counting leaving New York? Uh, I don't know. All I remember about leaving New York was uh, right. My truck was at your house, and the U-Haul. Was no, it was the other way around. The U-Haul was at your house, and the truck was at my house. And you called me up that morning. We were all set to go, and you're like, "Hey, son, you looked outside yet?" Yeah, I opened the snow. window, and there was what, like, a good five inches of snow that just surprised everyone. And you're like, "What yeah. do you want to do?" I'm like, "I, dude, we're doing this. I don't care. We're, I'm getting out of New York today. I can't stand another day here." So, so the whole thing, like, so that's where the trip starts for you, right? I, I guess, I guess we'll jump into it, right? We'll jump into the whole. Will and Harry Cannonball Dumb Adventure. Yeah, yeah, the Cannonball Dumb. So the trip for me starts the day before we were supposed to leave, right? Okay. Where I wake up at Daytona Bike Week at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, I've got to be in South Carolina by way of New Jersey in like 24 hours. I'm like, we got to go. Wake up, get in the, get in the hook the trailer up to, with the bikes. I was down with two friends of mine. They both rode Dinos. I had a soft tail drive all the way home, get back to Jersey at like 4 in the morning, it just starts to snow, unload my bike, curse the two guys out, go to bed for like four hours, wake up to like six inches of snow, and I'm like, all right, I guess it's time to party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then uh, 
I decided, even though I'd been to Myrtle, been going to Myrtle Beach for 10, 15 years at that point, I'm going to follow a GPS, and uh, that that worked out real well. It was ter It was absolutely terrifying. Horrible. All I remember was the phone call, and you called me up, and you're like, you're, you were in a U-Haul, and I had the truck, and you were like, yo, son, you uh, you got any guns in this U-Haul? Because I'm getting a little nervous right now. Like we were on some South Carolina back back roads. Like we took the exit. Right for like south of the border. That's how like back road it was. No, I actually think if I remember correctly, you took us off in, in North Carolina and then like took back roads all the way down. Did we? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, terrible. it was pitch black, nothing going on. Like, did we roll up on like a like a an a, accident, a fatal accident? Yeah, the entire road was shut down. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the the right because we're, we're sitting there in, in the U-Haul, and I think the cop came up to us and he's like. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, oh, yeah, some woman drove off into the woods. That's her car down there. They're pulling it out. I'm like, oh, is it bad? Well, yeah, it's fatal. You guys are going to have to turn around. And there happened to be some, like, shack or shed that had a full-size parking lot right there yeah, that we yeah. backed the U-Haul into. Biggest thing I've ever driven at that point. <laughs> turn around and went the other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, and we sat there for a while, too. Yeah, yeah, we probably, we probably sat there for like twenty minutes, like idiots. Like, nah, this is we're gonna get through this, no problem. Yeah, and then, and then my my Mormon neighbor came out to meet us for the first time, and here you and I are like unshowered, tired, trying to unload that truck. <laughs> Your neighbors were Mormons. Yeah, yeah, they're from Colorado or Utah, isn't that? Were they really? Yeah, 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 Utah. Yeah, gotta be. That's well, I think I think they're from the Colorado, but I think it's all kind of connected out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They're okay. Mormons. It's interesting. Yeah, all super nice people. Like, I remember she uh, she surprised us, and we came home the one night, and there was a thing of uh, uh, brownies sitting on the yes, uh, yes, that's right. Welcomed us to the neighborhood, and uh, yeah, no, yeah, look, yeah, they were they were very nice. I was just surprised. Yeah. I don't think Mormons left Mormon areas. Well, I mean, everybody needs a tan, and you know, I guess. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, all right, fair enough. Vitamin D, but uh, I mean, only we we only spent like what like like two days there. I know we. Uh, did the Dead Dog, got to go down and listen to some music, eat some good food, my favorite place down there, the Dead Dog Saloon. And, uh, yeah, best uh, best low country boil, w one of the best low country boils I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, and then mini we golf. Started, we started, the, remember we started the trip going to the Dixie shop, it was all oh, Rebel yeah. flags. Oh yeah, it was we all the, Confederate flag stuff, right. the only white guys in there. Right, we walked in, we were the only white people in that place, I'm like, wow, yep. this is... Made more awkward than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Zero sense. I think I think just recently I, I had bought uh, a cut-off Confederate flag shirt and a pair of uh, Confederate flag boxers. I think I just threw the cut-off off because it no longer fit, or the cut-off out because it no longer fit, but I think I still have the boxers. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the right moment to, like, to, like walk into the pool one summer day just wearing those, I think. You still got your Maryland booty shorts? Yeah, I still got the Maryland booty shorts, yeah. I mean, listen, man. Outside of Johnny D, I mean, you know, you are a, uh, you're a, you're a fashion god. One of the most interestingly dressed members of the club. Yeah, but like, you have some style. Like Johnny D just throws stuff together. Like it doesn't even make sense what he does sometimes. Like you've got, you've got a rhyme and a reason. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, showing up at listen, Mary has been bragging to everyone about you showing up in the, uh, in the, and leopard, the leopard shirt. In the leopard shirt for the party on Saturday night. Like, so. I said to Amy when we got home, I'm like, man, I'll tell you what. I'm like, that leopard print shirt was a hit. I'm like, I don't think anybody liked it more than Mary, though. Yeah, Mary was a Mary's a big fan. And, you know, I think maybe she's a big fan because she knows that, like, you pulled something off that she has no worries that I'm going to try and do. Yeah, no. 
You know, you got me into the Dixon, you know, Bam got me into the Hoka footwear, you know, like, you know. The uh, what? The Hoka. The, the footwear, you know, that's the running shoes and the hiking shoes that I wear. Oh, oh okay. Like real lightweight, right, right. Good, yeah. It, it's an it's a, it's a exercise thing, you wouldn't know. Um, no, no, no. And then Johnny D got me into the Boston Scallies, which has become mm -hmm. a big thing down here. So, you know, but I think she's confident that uh, I'm not going to show up anywhere in a leopard print uh, shirt like that. I don't know. That was, a, that was a Dixon leopard print shirt. Yeah, but we we're wearing Dixons for different reasons. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. all right. Okay, so, fair, fair enough. Yeah, so eventually, yeah, we did. Uh, we did. We were after the the Dixie uh, the Dixie shop. We uh, we got on the road and uh, hit Tennessee. Right, that was our first stop. Was yeah, was Graceland. Right, was the was that the first day? Or was it the second day in Tennessee? I don't I don't, I don't remember. That. I think that was the I think that was the first day. Right, we hit Tennessee, and. We had decided early in the trip that we were going to split hotel rooms, right? We were going like, to rotate. Like, I get one, then you get one, then I get one, then you get one. Yeah, yeah, I remember right? this. Right, yeah. right. And so I got, I drew first hotel room, which was fine. I'm like, all right, no problem. I'm looking it up as we're driving. And I'm like, perfect. There's this one. It says it's for the airport. It's, like, down the street from Graceland. It'll be great to stay there. Book it. Yeah, I remember and, that hotel. Yeah, we yep, emptied out my the, entire truck because I was so scared being at that hotel that I was going to come out and find my entire truck empty. Right. I mean, we were probably going to be okay because it had a 12-foot fence around the entire <laughs> hotel. Yes, yes, it did. So, I mean, we probably would have been all right. But, yeah, it was super, like, it was a real seedy neighborhood. Right, giant fence. That was, and that's when we heard the the radio transmission out of like the the phantom radio transmission. Sounded like Morse code. <laughs> yeah, right. We were convinced Goop was tracking us. Yeah, he was. He was trying to get a lock on our location. Yeah, he's always watching out for us. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Graceland was was uh, that was pretty badass. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I, it was cool. I love me some Elvis. You know, I, I'm by no means a huge Elvis fan or anything, but uh, that was. Uh, like we got our money's worth doing that tour. That was for sure. Yeah, and and we didn't even get the top of the line tour. We got like the lowest package there was. Yeah, like yeah. the house, right? Like his private like racquetball court and like and the jet. We got to go into the. Into the oh, jet. that's right. The, yeah, that's right. I got a. That's right. It's the only keychain I got on my keys is the uh, the TCB with the lightning bolt on yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. And we got to sit down on the in the, in the plane, take photos. And, yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the badass living room. We talk about some leopard print. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was all about it. Yeah, the jungle room was the coolest the room I've ever seen. Was, right? Yeah, the jungle room was awesome. <laughs> the coolest room ever. Yeah. Yeah, and she said they still use that place. Like, you know, they, they come up and, like, they, you can't go on the second floor because it's still Right, because the rest of the family goes, yeah, 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 yeah which yeah. is awesome. Right, and then uh, our second day in Tennessee, right, we did the, uh, we got to go to Rendezvous. Our, my friend Katie hooked us up. Uh, oh, you got to go to this place. It's Rendezvous. Like, all right, she's like, it's good ribs. Okay. You know, I like some ribs. She's like, so just trust me on this one. I'm like, okay. She's like, it's down an alley. Okay. And she wasn't lying. Like, remember we had, we had to like yeah, park a, and then walk in a down parking the garage, yeah, like across the street. Right. And walk down an alley. Yeah. And we walked in, and it was like some old school South stuff, man. Like it was, it it wasn't a white person working in there. And no. remember all the black guys that had the white shirts, the white short yeah. shirt with the black yeah, the, tie. Yep, the aprons on, the yep. folded in aprons, yeah. And they were like, oh, you could sit at the bar. I'm like, all right. So we sit down at that bar, and it was the ribs, and I'm trying to remember what the side was because the side was amazing, too. I want to say it was uh, coleslaw. It was coleslaw and something else, but I remember 
the entire, whatever it was, 10 or 14 days, that half hour it took to eat dinner was the quietest either one of us were the entire, like you, you, neither one of us spoke to each other. We just sat there eating. And I remember you saying to me like, yo, you all right? And I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't want this meal to end. Yeah, it yeah, was, best, yeah, best ribs I've ever had, best best barbecue I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, as far as barbecue goes, yeah, I've, I've had no better. I would put that in like my top five, maybe even my top three of greatest sit down takeout, you know, not takeout, but you know, sit down meals in a restaurant that I've probably ever had. Yeah, like, amazing. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I'd say that. Right, and then we hit what is it that Beale Street, right? We we did Beale Street, which was like yeah, the street little, with all the bars. Yeah, it was like shut, the cops had the street shut down. It was like a Tuesday night, and they had the street shut down. And uh, Yeah, apparently that's it, though. It's always like that. Right, and we just walked into a random random bar, and it was two guys doing the dueling pianos. And Yeah, it was, the, it was like the, the the one Irish bar on the block. They were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, we'll go in there. We want something different. We'll go to the Irish bar. Yeah, yeah way to be adventurous. But it was, yeah. it was still pretty cool, yeah, sitting down in there. And, uh, yeah, so, so do you remember... The the bartenders. They don't. don't. Okay, so I remember the bartenders because the one guy, the musical musical guest, started playing uh, "Easy Like Sunday Morning." Sunday morning, right? Classic, right? Right, and I remember the the guy bartender was back there. He was singing his own version, right? And he was singing "Easy Like Ashley Morgan." And I remember asking him, I was like, hey, man, I was like, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying about it, but who is Ashley Morgan? And he's like, oh, you don't know Ashley Morgan? And I'm like, no, like, we just got here. And he, you know, he just like kind of cocked his head and he yelled, Ashley. And the female bartender came out from the back, <laughs> like filling, refilling the fridge with beer. And she's like, yeah, what? I'm like, are you Ashley Morgan? And she's like, yeah, who are you? And I was like, got it. Okay. <laughs> No, I don't remember that. That's yeah, I, I'll remember that one. Like, cause whenever I hear that song, that's all I think of. It. I was like, "Easy, like Ashley Morgan." It was great. It worked out perfectly. Like he didn't miss a beat. Like he didn't make any of it up. Like he sings it probably all the time. You know, who does a great cover of that song, "Faith No More." Really? Yeah, they do a great, great. Mike Patton has an amazing voice, you know, and. Uh, he uh, he did a cover of that song that uh, was 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 uh, was pretty pretty impressive, yeah. But yeah, I, I just remember Beale Street, just you know the, the neon lights, and it was it wasn't so much trying to find a bar to go into for a good time. It was more trying to pick which one you wanted to go into because it was just like there was so many choices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was pretty badass. And uh, what's so from there was Texas, right? I mean, we went through. Well, technically, it was like, yeah, like we drove through like. Oklahoma and all of those states, but like they don't count because yeah. there was nothing out there. Nothing. Flat, yeah. Flat, just, right? Just, just flat, flat desert. Yeah, and then Texas was uh, was another awesome bar because we 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 went in, we went into the what was it like the old the Buckles Lounge. No, yeah, but the the, the where we stopped steakhouse. to eat. Yeah, it was like that famous I, steakhouse that they had there, and if you could eat like a you know seventy six ounce steak or whatever. Yeah, like an I so I I say that Texas thing we stopped at is like the south of the border of Texas because it right because that's what it was they had like a bunch of like shops and tchotchkes and like a giant like plaster cow and cowboy out there. Right, but I remember bringing the waitress over and I was like, listen, I swear I'm not trying to hit on you, but I want to know if you guys were gonna go out for a drink tonight, you know what I do? 
BS Taurus, where would you go? And uh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to hook up. I'm not trying to buy you. I just want we, we, where's your hotel? So we tell her where the hotel is. And she's like, too easy. And she sent us to that bar. Yeah, the Buckles Lounge. <laughs> and it was like a, it was this tiny bar in a giant parking lot filled with tractor trailers. And all I could think about was dust till dawn. I'm like, we, yeah. we might not come out of this place alive. Yeah, the bar had no windows. Yep, one door. And the, yeah, and the outside was painted uh, with animals, because I'm looking at a picture of it right now. <laughs> and and I it's, we just you stand in front of it, yeah, and it's like bears, uh, a tiger, there's a boot, and that's it. Buckles Lounge, cocktails. Right. And we just sat there, remember, you are just like, I don't know, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know, man, like. I mean, I have a gun on me, but this is Texas. So does everyone's got a gun, right? I was the I was the only one in the state without a firearm. Right, you're the only one. You're the only one right. who shouldn't be drawing attention to themselves. So we're like, screw it, let's go in. So we walk in, and it was everything a Texas bar should be. There was the cowboy in one corner, the hipster in a corner. There was the cranky old Vietnam vet yelling at nobody at the end of the bar. Yeah, like, yeah. It, like there was a a, a, a two foot. Uh, dust of, of, of smoke coming from the ceiling from everyone smoking in it and we walk up and a woman looked at us like we were nuts and she's like can I help you and you not trying to draw attention to yourself you look right out and you went y'all got Lone Star <laughs> she goes you're in Texas of course we do and you slap the bar and go give me two and I look at you like who the hell are you yeah, <laughs> what are you I, it was my first time ever trying Lone Star beer oh. always wanted to try it and we were in Texas, so I'm like, well, they got to have it, right? It's like the state beer of Texas. <laughs> yeah, right, but you just, you got Lone Star. <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure, like, I didn't want to order it being like, oh, I'm in Texas, of course they have Lone Star. And then she looks at me, she's like, no, we don't, nobody drinks Lone Star here, idiot. True, true. Is Texas where we bought the hats, or, is, or was that New Mexico? I think that was New Mexico we was bought the Mexico? hats. Yeah, and we just randomly pulled over to like a, a a tourist spot and just walked in and just bought hats. Yep. Yeah, I believe that was New Mexico. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a that was a moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't. First picture I got of us is uh, with me with the hat on is in New Mexico, so it must have been New Mexico where we bought them. I mean, the, the, the hats the hats were a hit. I mean, anyone that remembers the uh, the official introduction of them, the video was... Uh, yeah, the was, video. Yeah, it was us <laughs> Ranger theme. Yeah, where I'm covering the camera, and then I pull it away, and it's us just not saying a word. <laughs> we didn't even acknowledge the camera. We're just driving to, <laughs> through yeah. nothingness with these stupid cowboy hats on, and then proceeded to continue to wear them when we got into New Mexico to... Uh, uh, which I think, of, of all the stops we had along the way, New Mexico was, was, was tops. The nonsense that went on in New Mexico was definitely tops on that trip. Yeah, it was fun. The let's see. gondola. Yep, let's see. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, Sedina Peak. Is that the name of the gondola that we went up? Well, I believe that's the, I guess that's the name of the mountain, mountain. probably. Yeah. yeah. I just uh, remember you enjoying the fact that I was I was not a fan of heights. And no. You uh, you found a lot of humor in that. Yeah, well, I mean, you had to because 
right? The gondola got stuck. And what are you going to do from that height except for die when you fall? Like, there's nothing you can do. Well, apparently there is something you can do. Apparently you just go to Facebook Live because that's what we decided to do. Yeah. Because I distinctly remember the, the operator because he, he was like, looked like he was about 16 years old. And yeah, he was a kid. St- yeah, and when it got stuck, somebody asked him, like, oh, does this happen a lot? And he's like, no, nah, man, this has never happened before. And I <laughs> turned around, I'm like, that is the wrong answer, my man. That is the man. worst possible answer you could possibly tell me this happens every day. And then I was just Yeah, like, lie to me. Right, I'm like, screw it, let's just go live, because this is it, Harry. This is, this is where it's all going to end, right here. Yeah. And, and we went live, and we had, we had everybody in that thing hysterical laughing, because I'm like, everybody's in a panic mode right now. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cared. Right, nobody cared. You were the only one. I started reading my will. I'm like, Cracker gets That's my right. motorcycle. <laughs> Bam, Bam gets married. Bam gets married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reading off my will. Uh, yeah, and then, okay, so yeah, all right, all right, we survived the gondola. Yep, finally got uh, back down. Got back down, and uh, based on the same person who gave us that recommendation, we went out to eat at a, a nicer than I think we thought it was going to be, but it was... Uh, yeah, I don't it was a vet... It. It's not Tex-Mex, because you're in New Mexico, right? So I, would, I would just call it... Mex- Southwest? I, Southwest, I guess. I don't know. I'd call it a Mexican restaurant. Okay. I don't, yeah. But a, a fancy one. Like, it was a very fancy it, Mexican restaurant. I remember restaurant. playing acoustic guitar in, like, the room they put us in. Like, it was yeah. like... Five tables or ten tables to a room, and there were there was like a dozen rooms. Yeah, you had a, yeah. We walked through. Ours was in like like a greenhouse area. Like yeah. I think there was like a fountain in the middle. Right. Yeah, and then uh, you know we just ordered what we thought would be good. Now, mind you, still wearing the stupid cowboy hats. Yeah, yeah. Didn't take them off. Didn't take them off. We started eating, and I mean, like the heat right away. Like I was like, oh, this shit's hot. And I looked at you, and I could see the sweat coming out of out from underneath your hat. And I was like, yo, Harry, like, eat some bread. You're like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. And you went for your water. I'm like, don't do the water. Hey, don't do Oh, he did the water. And you took a sip of that water, and then I saw more sweat come out. And I'm telling him, I'm like, Harry, just, just eat some bread. And you're like, oh, there's bread in my tamale. And you took a giant bite of your tamale. I'm like, that's it. This is, this is where it ends right here. I'm going to see Harry die right in front of me right now. Yeah, so I I don't like spicy foods. I'm not a big fan of spicy foods. You know, uh, Tabasco is about, like, the, the most, uh, you know, adventurous I get. Yeah, this was like skull and crossbones level heat. Yeah, it was real hot. I mean, looks super good. It was. Again, it was again like, top-notch food of the trip. Like, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and, you know, we, we survived that, and we're like, all right, it's all over. Mexico is going to be in the books today. We go to a hotel. I remember walking. I'm like, why is there like 30 people in this hotel lobby? Like, this isn't good. And I go up, and a girl's like, yeah, I can't check you in. Like, the reservation's down. We didn't get anything from Expedia. I'm like, you can't just make me a new reservation. Like, you know, you've got to have the room. And she's like, no, like, all our computers are down. I'm like, how long are you talking? She's like, I have no idea. So, all right, well, where can we, I don't know. Know, we go somewhere. She's like, well, you guys look like you could use a beer. She goes, a brewery right down the road. I'm like, boom, there you go. How can we miss on a brewery? And then we walked into the brewery. Right. Mind you, still wearing the stupid cowboy hats. Yeah. Thinking we would be in the norm. It was probably the most hipster establishment I have ever walked into in my life. 
I just remember, like, the table, of course, the table we got was in the dead center of this thing and just, like, we had no business being in that place. And yeah, I mean, everyone, like, like we all had beards, right? So everyone fit in. <laughs> but, yeah, we're yeah. like, oh, it's New Mexico. Like, who's, like everyone's going to be wearing cowboy hats. And ca- like, we're going to stand out. Not a chance. No. Nope. And then the sign. I'll never forget the sign. Please respect our two-drink maximum. And I remember just yeah. staring at it going, wait, am I? It's pointless at that reading, point. Right, am I reading that wrong? Yeah, you're only supposed to have two drinks. Yeah, that was... Uh, Probably had something to do with the brewery, right? Like, like, that had to be their rule. I mean, I guess it could have been where we were. Like, I don't know if there are, like... I don't remember reading that they were, like, a, like a ridiculously, you know, like, high out. You know, like, you know, if you're drinking a... You know, Sam Adams Utopia, twenty-five percent alcohol beer. Right, like, like yeah, okay, you only, yeah, you should only have two. Right, you should probably only have one of those. Like, okay, yeah. that I get, but I don't remember them. I just remember them being like a standard, like a standard beer. I mean, like you know, I know, you know, there's a you know, I always argue that misconception when it comes to to craft beer and how it's like this big hipster thing. It's not, you know, German beer now, and it's made in the, you know, a lot of these breweries make German beer now. German beer is not a you know, a hipster craft beer. IPA is a hipster craft beer. Mm. But, you know, a, a, a German Pilsner, you know. Is that a craft beer? Well, if a small brewery is making it, I think, you know, a small batch, small brewery, I think is what makes something a craft beer. Because it's, you're not mass producing it. You know, Budweiser and Coors and all, they mass produce their beers. There's no craft mm-hmm. there. They're mass producing something where I feel like the craft. Oh, is okay. I, I see what you're saying. Like right. the skill of it is making only a certain amount. Right. Like, you know, like you're taking a, a, a recipe. Like, so a, a good, you know, so you go and open yourself a brewery and you're, you know, you're making like, you know, a vat of your beer that's, you know, being served right in your brewery. Well, you're making, you know, and you decide, well, I'm going to make a German Pilsner, which is a nice, light beer. It's an awesome beer. Yeah, very good. I enjoy enjoy it. Well, Miller Lite is a Pilsner. Right, it's a Pilsner. Miller Lite is not a craft beer. But, you know, Cartman's Brewery, rocking one out, well, that's a craft beer in my book. So. That's where I make the distinction. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, like, I, I guess technically. Right before you said you in your book, right? If the Pilsner is a craft beer, and technically Miller Lite is a craft beer. No, what I'm. Right, well, you said in your book, so like how you would define a craft beer is different. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I guess it's you know like an IPA. All an IPA is is just a, a beer that tasted like crap, so they just threw a lot of hops on it to cover up the taste. Now I've it's had st- good still IPAs. tastes like crap. I've had, like, but I've had, you know, far fewer good IPAs than I've had bad IPAs. On a, on a whole, I think, you know, like, IP, you know, because that's just a simple, easy one to do. Some of those, you know, those, those German beers, you know, a Hefeweizen, you know. Well, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fight you for a Hefeweizen, you know, but, you know, I'm sure there's some mass-produced beer out there. You know, these, these guys that make these Hefeweizens, you know. It, it, that, there's a craft to go into that. There's not a craft making a Miller Light. Yeah. Know, it's just mass produced. So, I don't know. You know, say so I just feel like you know craft beer gets that, that that bad reputation when it comes to that. But you go into New Mexico and you walk in, you know, 
two average white guys with beards and cowboy hats standing out like a sore thumb in New Mexico. Like, yeah, right. yeah. You, you guys aren't doing much to kill that, uh, to help my theory out right there. So, no. Not like when we when we left New Mexico and went to Arizona. And remember, Eli took us to Cave Creek. And the bar that we were in legitimately had two bulls caged in the outside back bar that yeah, for a they, nominal fee, you could ride. Yeah, because they, they, they must have done rodeos there because they were bleachers. Yeah, yeah. So when I went, I went to, you know, job sent me out to school out in Arizona, and when we passed the school, it was a big deal, and the instructor took us all out there. And, like, like I just remember, like, that play on a Friday night, like, the place was packed with people yeah. watching this. They actually had, I remember we were going through the parking lot, and the local PD was on horseback. Awesome. Just cop, like, everything you thought you would see in that area, you know, a big old cowboy hat, you know. Big just looking down at you like you don't belong here. Like he knew I didn't belong there. Yeah, like he was. Yeah, he was stomp the shit out of you. What are you doing around here, boy? Yeah, like you ever been to a rodeo? So my roommate, when I was in uh, Korea, we were good friends, and when he came back to the states, we were stationed together in Georgia, and uh, he did steer herding, and I didn't know anything about steer herding. Chris Oak was the dude's name, and saying soaking wet that dude weighed 120 pounds and i watched him have you ever seen steer herding i don't think so i assume it's just like leading a group of cows in one direction no 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 no, no. so what they do and and i and i hope i'm using the term right for what he did uh so they put you in a pen like what you would normally do for a a uh like bull riding right okay but instead of riding the bull out you're basically standing I guess you have the option left or right, whichever is right for you. But you're standing, we'll just say you're standing on the left-hand side with your left hand on the left horn and your right hand on the right horn. And when the gate opens, you have to pin the bull. Gotcha. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure it's called steer herding. I'm pretty sure that I, I'd have to look it up. But that's what he, this dude weighed like 120, 130 pounds. Yeah. And I watched him pin this bull. And basically, the, you know, the trick is twisting the neck because the body's going to follow, just like, you know, any other, you know, just like us. You know, you twist the head, body's going to follow. But he did this with, like, you know, freaking 800-pound pissed-off bull. And then I saw the girls, I guess the, the, the women, should they do the, uh, the the racing with the horses where they blast out and they go around the barrels. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, like, that was that was impressive, man. So, yeah, I mean, I, I went, I think, like, twice I got to go and see him do that. But, you know, like, I know, like, uh, you know, when it comes to the, uh, New Jersey all the time, what's the PBR, right, the professional bull riders come in. Well, I've never been to so, like that. So, uh, right, so the PBR they do every year in uh, the garden. Okay. So I found out, I don't know, 2019, I guess, right before the pandemic, that there is a rodeo every weekend in the summer in New Jersey. It's called. It's in a town called Cowtown, New Jersey. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, it does not exist. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. Ah, I love it. Yep, Cowtown. It's all the way down by like Philly. Okay. I look right. Look at it right now. The Cowtown Rodeo in Pillsgrove Township, New Jersey, and they open on Saturday, six p.m. Yeah, they do it all year, and I got to go, because... Hell yeah. Right. Who doesn't want to go to a rodeo in New Jersey? I saw a rodeo in PA one time, and that was real cool. 
Well, that was the only rodeo I've ever been to. Saw, you know, the guys out. They're riding the bulls, and they're doing the bucking broncos. And this guy gets bucked off the horse. And the horse was at, like, it had to be at, like, the max of a horse could jump. I mean, it looked like the horse was 10 feet up in the air. And he falls off the horse, and the horse comes down with all of his weight on this guy's leg. And you heard, you heard his, like, shatter. Just shatter. Yeah, because everyone went quiet the minute he fell off. And, they, right, the, the horse trots off, doesn't care. <laughs> Coming with the ambulance, the ambulance takes him out to the road. The rodeo's still going on, and I'm, I'm watching the rodeo, and I'm looking at the ambulance. And I'm watching the rodeo, and I'm looking at the ambulance. And I lean over to my dad, and I'm like, Dad, I'm like, it's been like half hour. That ambulance hasn't moved. The ambulance drives off, like, down the road, and I'm like, oh, okay, they're good. Like, this, like, this guy, they're out of here. And then a helicopter comes in with a big H on the bottom of it, which I assume is <laughs> for hospital. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my, I'm like, I'm like, that guy's been out there for an hour with a shattered leg waiting for this ambulance. And I'll never forget, once they carted him out of there, the, I guess, like, the DJ of the rodeo was like, all right, everybody, you know, give Jimmy a round of applause because that's all he gets tonight because he didn't win any money. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, that dude, I'm like, like that guy's like a, like a, a year-long recovery, and you're just like, all right, clap for the monkey. Like, it, it was terrible. I felt so bad for the guy. You know, I mean, it's it's like going to watch NASCAR. You know, well, you're, you're, nobody wants to watch you going around in circles. Everyone's just waiting for the crash. Yeah, I'm I'm going Saturday. It's, you know, that 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 white trash that lives next to me. You know, he bought himself a uh, derby car and painted it orange. And uh, I watched him in his front yard today, painted orange. I'm already calling the HOA right now. <laughs> and uh, he's gonna go get himself a concussion on Saturday night. You know, I hope I get to make it and see him make a fool of himself. I mean. I guess there's something to be said for it, but uh, I saw the pictures. Like it looks kind of cool. I, I, I guess I, I just don't. I don't. I don't fully get it. But uh, you know, I mean, that's their thing. I mean, you know, we we tried to get across country without crashing. You know, and this guy, that's all he wants to do is crash cars. Yeah. So I feel like after New Mexico, though, you know, it just kind of kind of slowed down definitely after new mexico well yeah because we were like it was it was like it was it It was the tail end of the trip at that yeah. point i mean la right. was la you know i mean i got to go to nakatomi plaza which was a uh yeah that you know, was real cool that was a big deal for me and we did get to do um uh in and out burger yeah i mean yeah. that was that was a big deal doing in and out burger yeah, you remember that that line for In and Out Burger? Do you remember how fast they went? Like In and Out Burger, I swear, whoever who, they're on the same business plan as Chick Fil A. So that was the so right. <laughs> so so we recently got a Chick Fil A up by us. I don't know, maybe a year or so now. But that's what it is. It's on Seventeen, and if it's a busy Saturday, there's a cop out on Seventeen directing traffic for people to go into this Chick Fil A, and right and since. The pandemic, you could go inside. So everyone's out there with, like, the tablets and everything, taking orders and all that. But the first time I saw that was that in and out Yeah, I did, right, yes, I agree. The first time I ever saw them walking up to your car with a tablet was when we were in L.A. and, LA, and they were uh, doing the, um, the tablet thing and w- walking right up to your car. But we didn't remember. We parked and went in, and you could tell, like, each order had a number. And we watched them in what? We were there 45 minutes maybe. Like took what, like 145 orders. It was yeah. insane how many people went through there. And I mean, you know, obviously, no. It's a fast food burger. You know, was it the greatest burger I ever had in my life? No, but it was a good quality. Like it wasn't a nasty, greasy burger. And, 
know, right. Out, out, out of all the fast food burgers, that's probably the top of the fast food burger food chain. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, you know, you know, Chick Fil A did burgers; they'd be up there too, because you know, that's, that's God's yeah. food right there. Yeah, it's the Lord's chicken. You know, don't forget our, our, our also our, our real heartwarming moment in uh in L.A. when we uh, drove down Rodeo Drive listening to Rage Against the Machine. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what song are we gonna listen to? I'm like. Down Rodeo, you don't you don't know this song? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, because we were just trying to get kicked out of California. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, we, you know, I don't want to touch on any racial things. So, like, you know, listen, if you know the song, it's a you're having a good laugh right now. If you don't know the song, look it up. Pause, pause this this podcast <laughs> right now. Just go on to Google, type in Down Rodeo by Rage Against the Machine, and then I want you to picture Harry and I. Still wearing stupid cowboy hats. Yeah, probably hats. still in cowboy hats. Driving down Rodeo Drive in a Ram 1500, blasting this song out the window. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I highly recommend you take that moment and do that right now. Yep. I mean, we, we drove down the strip, too. I mean, I don't know. No, we, we, did, all the, yeah, we did all the touristy things without getting Santa out to Monica, do it. Like, right. Like, right. Like, I remember seeing the Hollywood sign. Mm-hmm. I remember, right, I'm like, oh, the, the Walk of Fame. And I remember looking out the window at the stars on the ground, and I was like, that's cool. I'm like, I don't want to stop because it's a dirty bum hole, and we got to get out of here. Well, yeah, and I, I, L.A. was the – because, remember, we, we, the, the way we did this trip was that wherever we wound up, like we had a goal every night, but who knows what's going to happen. So we all we did was get to that goal every night, whatever the city or the town was, and we found a place to eat. Right, found a place a, to stay. A local place to eat. And then while we were eating dinner, we would order or we would get our hotel room, which yeah. for the most part worked out until L.A. And, like, because of where we were, we wound up. I mean, it was like, you know, and you look back, we look back at now, like, yeah, what, what the hell was I thinking? But it's like trying to roll into New York City and find a hotel. Like, you right. know, it was insane what they wanted for the night. And I, we, I don't even remember where we wound up, but it was pretty freaking seedy where we wound up. Yeah, and, and I still think it was still like $400 for the night or it something was still dumb. a really expensive night, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like I said, Nakatomi Plaza and In-N-Out Burger definitely, uh, definitely made that worth it. And then we right. shot out. We had hit, you know, we hit coast to coast. We left the Atlantic and yep. we ended, right, over at the Pacific. And I, remember, I remember as we were leaving to go to because we went to San Francisco next, and as we were leaving, we we got on the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. And I remember I started smacking him like, "This road, I know this road." And you're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "This is, this is the road from Grand Theft Auto." And you're like, "Oh my God, you're right." I'm like, "Yeah, this is how you get on the highway in Grand Theft Auto." I'm like, "Wow, they did a really good job recreating that." It's really spot. They were really spot on. It was. It was. It was pretty impressive. I mean, what was cool about that was all the uh, like the conversion vans that were that were probably just living there. Like all those dudes had to be living there. Well, yeah. Remember we saw like the uh, the campers. Like I guess like on the West Coast, like you could just roll onto the beach and just put your awning out and your barbecue out and just camp right there on your with your yeah. RV. Yeah. Yeah. So we drove we drove through Malibu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make, making as as many uh, Lebowski jokes. Yeah, that's good. right. Well, how's the smart business, Jackie? <laughs> I hate the Eagles. <laughs> San Francisco, you know, I mean, it was, uh, you know, we went for seafood on the wharf. It was a very romantic dinner as the sun set, and we sat there. And yeah, I just looked at the picture. It was very sweet. 
Yeah, and then you trying to convince me that you could swim from the uh, from the bay to Alcatraz. Yeah, I'm still so like we said it right. Like this trip happened. We we did it in like March. Mm-hmm. Right, so it just popped up again on my Facebook, and I'm still convinced it's like I'm. It's like it's only like three miles. How far have you swam in your life? I've definitely swam more than three miles in my life. Not combined. I mean at one time. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like three miles. I had to swim a mile in Korea in probably like one of the best shapes I was in my life. And I remember like wanting to drown doing that. Like just, just, yeah. leave, me, just leave me out here. Just It's not a big deal. But like I'm not going to sink. <laughs> I'm real buoyant. I'm gonna like at least. I'm at least gonna be able to float most of the way. Yeah, but on, on the same token, you know, you're a kind of a meaty guy. I mean, the sharks are gonna be eyeing you right up. Right. So I guess you have to say, like, in best conditions, right? I can swim it. So in worst sharks. conditions, I could probably swim it too. I'd have to just start really far up, right? Because they say the current's real bad. Well, yeah, you're gonna like you're. In, Depending on how the, you might wind up in a different, you might wind up in Oakland when you start yeah. swimming because of the way you know the current may take you. Which would be a problem. You imagine me walking out of a beach in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd you'd stand. I mean, you've got an afro going on right now. So yeah, 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 yeah. That would help you a little bit, but uh, you know. And then uh, yeah, we ended that night at um, probably one of the top five white trashiest bars I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, well, I don't, don't, I don't know the name of the bar. Couldn't again. I think it was like some like pub. Couldn't, couldn't even tell you the town we were in. It was nope. a brother from the club who happened to be out there working. A fellow law enforcement who was out there at the time and who is in. a canine handler, I believe, right? He was. He was a canine handler right? out there, yep. and you know, uh, frequented the place a lot. And uh, that was where the girl kept asking us if we were if we were holding. And you're like. Yeah. No. And she's like, "Can I ask your friend?" She's like, "Well, they're both cops, so uh, that's probably not going to go over well. But by all means, go right ahead." And she asked anyway. Yeah, she asked anyway. Oh, that place was a mess. I really wish I could remember the name of that place. Because I mean, sure, it was sure still got it. yeah. It was Bubba. Bubba was the one who brought us out there. And, right, and it was right down the street from the trailer park where that girl lived. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. It was. Right, and I remember she tried to convince me to go back to the trailer with her, but we were gonna have to be real quiet because her two-year-old was sleeping. Yeah, that that that's when you wind up waking up and like you, your organs have been harvested. Like you're like, well, I guess I need my liver because that's gone. Yeah, except they're not harvesting organs there; they're harvesting teeth. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a that was a, that was a good time. That, that must have. That was San Francisco, yeah. Cause, yeah, but, yeah, that was, yeah, because, yeah, Bubble Works and he works yeah, at the airport. At the airport. Yeah. So I guess, it, I don't know, maybe it's like all San Francisco, or maybe that was a small town outside of San Francisco, because we then went to the hotel, and that's where we ran into the Shining Room. Oh, was that where we went in and the room was already occupied? Yeah, I think it, I think that was San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, we opened the door and it was like chicken all over the counter. The TV was on. We're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, the, right the, like you could hear water running in the bathroom, but the door was closed. Yeah. Yep, we were like, nope. And they're like, what's the matter? Like, there's somebody. No, shouldn't be anybody. I'm like, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm you got room with no one in it, please. <laughs> you got to figure that one out in the yeah. morning, lady. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, then what? So from there, we went to we went to Oregon, and 
sat down and, you know, like, oh, cool, this looks like a cool little sports bar kind of thing. I could go for some chicken wings, and we're sitting down, and all the college stuff is sitting around, and we're like, wow, this is pretty cool, man. And the guy's like, all right, yeah, we're like, yeah, man, it's a cool little sports bar. You guys like your college football here. The guy's like, are you messing with me right now? We're like, no, like, you know, this place is pretty cool. He's like, guys, this is University of Oregon. You're in Eugene, Oregon, guy. Like, the Ducks play right here. We're like, oh, all right. Yeah, man, that makes a lot more sense that right makes, now. That makes some sense. And then after all the CD bars and, and, and mayhem, you know, and the one story that, you know, I can't believe that we almost skipped over, and I believe it was, uh, was it Texas or New Mexico with the mannequin? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know where that was. was. That? I think that was New Mexico. Or maybe it might have been Texas. Like right, like the end of Texas, the start of New Mexico? No, because it goes Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, right? I, we so, think we'd know, but I don't Yeah, know. so, all right. Um, I just remember uh, it was really flat and really so, dry. Right, so I'm looking, at, I'm looking at a picture, but it's got no, like, geotag. But the picture says, $5, feed ostrich. And the next sign says, for sale, ostrich. And there's an ostrich with a teepee. <laughs> is it a sick ostrich? It could be a sick ostrich. <laughs> Had to be a sick ostrich. We'll take at least one or two with a sick ostrich. At least two, maybe even three. Ah, so it was New Mexico. It was New Mexico. Okay. I got a picture of the continent of the divide, and then it's the ostrich picture. Same day. Right, it was like an ostrich farm in a petrified forest, right? Pet, yeah, a petrified wood museum out of a, a single wide. Right, so we walked into this thing, and the woman behind it should have been dead 30 years ago easily. Like, she had to be 100 years old, this old black woman. She was dead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was. And then she, right, she gave us free rocks because they were No, no, it was, it was wood. Was it wood? Yeah, because they yeah, were going it was out a of petrified business. forest. Yeah, they were going out of business. And then you were like, all right, well, where's your bathroom? She's like, oh, right down the hall. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to use the bathroom, too. So I'll wait. Next thing I know, Harry's, like, blasting back. He's walking out. I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, nope. And you just walked out. I'm like, all right, whatever. It must have been gross in there. Like, you know, I was in the Army. I've gone to bathroom and worse. And I walk in, and it wasn't a bathroom, like a public bathroom like you would expect. But it was like a bathroom in a house. It was a bathroom in a house. Sink, tub, and a regular toilet. Still not the worst thing in the world till you realize that in the uh, tub, which was empty from a, it had no uh, shower curtain or anything, and in the tub was filled about quarter of the way of water, and a mannequin laying in the tub, a female mannequin with tubes coming out of it, i.e. like the Matrix style thing, just laying in there. And even I was like, nope, and right out of that thing I went. Really should have got, really should have taken a picture of that. No, listen, I could not get out of that bathroom. I remember walking out and like you were already in the truck. You had like started the. I think you hot wired the thing because I had the key. <laughs> you were like you were already in that thing, ready to go. Go, 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 go. We'll pee at the next rest stop in two hours. I don't care. Yeah, it was yeah, real, we real shady. Yeah, really, really shady. And after all that, like near death experiences and shady bars and all that, what do we do? We get to Seattle. Mary goes to work and leaves me with Eleanor, who was just over a year old, and there us two tough guys are, watching Coco. Yeah. Ernesto de la Cruz, the greatest singer in America in Mexican history. Yeah, that was it. That's how. That's how all of it ended. Yep. It ended with. It, it, it ended with uh, Ernesto de la Cruz. I think that's why it's probably one of my favorite Disney movies at this point. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty up there for me. I watch it a lot. 
I feel like I just well, feel like I don't watch it a lot. I watch the songs, like the music. Yeah, well, I know you're a big, you're a big fan of the music. Yes. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if it's because it has a special place in my heart because of that, you know, like it was, you know, like Moana was technically the first movie I really watched with Eleanor, but like that movie had like you know a real, 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 real special for us, and it's. Uh, I think we watched we watched it every day. I pretty think. much, yeah. Well, that's you know that was how you kept the year old child at bay you know just let her kind of uh yeah you know watch some uh watch some of that and uh i mean yeah the music the music and it's really really good i i think it, i don't think it gets the credit it should and i will tell yeah. you i was very mad at disney uh last trip i took and uh it the pirates i guess is where they decided to put the uh um coco stuff which i don't know why it's not in mexico mexico but, yeah you'd think that's where it would go but they have a uh, cocoa sweatshirt, which is basically just a red sweatshirt with a white stripe down it. And I was really bothered at the fact that they only had it in youth. Like, man, I'll <laughs> yeah, right? I'd, ro- I'd rock that thing. I think it's going to be my next tattoo, though. They might have Richie do our Ernesto Dela Cruz's uh, guitar on me. Oh, that'll be, be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. So, but yeah, after all that, yeah, yeah we were sitting in uh, Seattle uh, watching cartoons with a one-year-old. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I don't know, man. I've taken a lot of road trips. <laughs> you know, I've been to Africa. I've been, <laughs> I've been to the Middle East. I know a lot of stuff. That trip, still, man. It's, I don't know if I'm ever going to top what a, uh, what a trip that was. Yeah, I agree. I done, right? I did. I've been to the Grand Canyon. I did Sturges one time, right? Florida countless times. That one was. I mean, it was. It was a cross country trip. It was. Right, South Carolina to California. Well, yeah, and and don't forget, like technically, we started in New York. Like we yeah. came down. Right, we came ha- halfway the, down. Right, halfway northeast. down the East Coast. Yeah, we did a big U. <laughs> yeah, halfway down the East Coast, all the way across, all the way up. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and when I came back, I mean, you know, when I moved back a year later, which I never saw coming. <laughs> uh, right. I would have taken half the shit I took with me. But yeah, yeah like right. a year later when I came back, like Richard and I, like, you know, we shot back across. The only the only real time we took, the only real break we took was when we stopped at Smoke's house, you know, and uh stopped and saw Dean for a day. And, you know, even that was barely like a twelve hour stop, so Yeah, well you, I think that was more like right, like you had to get to South Carolina at that point, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had to beat Mary there. and uh, Right. I think they were flying in like two or three days after our week after I got there, something like that. But, you know, yeah. I didn't get a, get the Myrtle House all set up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, didn't even. I mean, Richard and I had a couple of good adventures, and I, I won't embarrass him and tell the, uh, the Dean story on air. But, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, uh, you know, we had our adventures coming across, and, I mean, you know, him and I hit some really, really good spots for food, but we did a different route. So you and I kind of took that southern route, right? You know, and him and I took that northern route. You know, came through through Kansas, through Colorado. I remember going through Wyoming, and uh, coming through like through the mountains. And I'm like, I'm like, am I dehydrated? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, I'm seeing like stars right now. And I realized that where we were, the air was so thin. And so cold, the, it was crystallizing in front of me. Ah. It was one of the wildest things I ever seen. So now I, I'm like, oh, cool, I want to get a picture. I had my white ram at that point. So I'm like, ah, oh, I want right. to get a picture of the truck sitting in the snow. There was no snow on the, on the road, but it was all around us. I'm like, I want to get a picture of the truck sitting like this. And because, you know, I'm going to be in a car all day, I was in shorts and a shirt and a flannel. 
So I got out and I'm like taking the picture, you know, ha ha, and I'm looking around and I'm really enjoying the view. And as I get back in, I realized that it was like six degrees out. Yeah, freezing. But the air was, it was such a different air. Like you didn't realize how cold it was. And I was like, wow, this, you know, it's pretty wild, you know. And then we came down, but I, I will tell you, I mean, the one repeat that I did coming back is that I took Richard to rendezvous for, uh, for, for dinner in, in, uh, in Memphis on the way back. Yeah, yeah so, worth it. Worth the second stop. Absolutely. I keep going to Memphis. Hopefully I'll bump into Lucero one day, you know. Yeah. Have a drink with the boys. So, but yeah. That's man, right. Ben's over there. Yeah, my buddy Ben. Well, I mean, they're on the road a lot, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's where they're from. They're from Memphis. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely a memorable trip, you know. And uh, you know what? I, I I took you out there. We went out in March, and that following November, I went to Africa. So that was a hell yeah. of a year. <laughs> yeah, you did a lot of traveling that year. Yeah, that was that was a hell of a year. <laughs> Living out in Seattle, you know, it was it was interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I've been to White. No, it was Montana. Never mind. I don't think we hit Montana. I was gonna say I don't know if I like I said, when I, we went out to Sturgis. I don't, maybe I did Wyoming. I'm trying to remember right where everything is. It's really, yeah, like, a lot of that. You know, it was a lot. It was a lot like going through Oklahoma and, and Texas. Like there really wasn't. Uh, really not much. Wasn't a, really, yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot to see. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, so that is it. That's it, everyone. That's the uh, the origin of the of the Will and Harry show. And yep. uh, you know, I what? have been to Wyoming. Okay. Because okay. I did Devil. We did Devil's Tower out there. So, you know, and and for the Will and Harry show, like I said, it, it was a call in show, and there was probably I looked it up today. I think we had about a, I don't know, maybe a dozen, you know. You know, 15, 16, maybe a little bit more, you know, something like that, of phone calls that came in. Yeah. and It wasn't uh, crazy. It wasn't crazy. You know, a lot, yeah. of them, a lot of them were like podcast stuff like this. But uh, one phone call does um, does stand out a lot. And uh, that was my, my lovely wife, who really was just calling to see what was going on for the day. and we Right, making sure, sure we weren't dead. Right, making sure, you know, didn't really know what state we were in and what's going on. And, uh, had you know expressly told me she did not want to be on the on our stupid show and um i ignored that so um you know obviously we're not going to go over all the calls that we had you know taz was our winner he was the first call yeah first yeah first caller he was the first guest and the last guest and uh as a as a result we um we sent him all of the the air different air fresheners because we used a different air freshener every day because the way the the way we recorded always the camera was hung on the windshield so you could see the two of us as we were talking and we realized after the first day that the air freshener was right in front of the camera so we were like well screw it we're just going to keep a different one up there every day so taz was our first and last caller so i want to make sure that you know he gets his uh, his props for that yeah you know? but um mary's call was without doubt my favorite call and uh well this was mary's call are live on the Will and Harry show. What do you got, caller? I don't want to be alive. Oh, you're live. You're our second caller Wait. of the day. All right, call, 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 call. You got to work with us, caller. Come on. I'm working with you. Just don't put me on Facebook. Oh, you're going up. You're going to go up as a failed call in a minute. Um, okay. <laughs> Wait, really? You bring nothing to the table? Oh, no, she's oh, 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 o
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that was probably probably gonna get a lot of shit for putting that one on here too, though. But yeah, that was. Uh, I think my favorite call though was with Mary was when we hit, right? Was it Arizona or New Mexico where they don't do the time change? Oh, we were so confused, and we couldn't figure out why. Right away, I think like the clock said that it was like I don't know, like two, but the phone said it was one. Right. I'm we're, like, we're not on, we're not in, we're not on. Right, we were we were in California. We couldn't figure it out. So confused. Yeah, and you know, I mean, in hindsight, again, a little research would have. Would, would right. Have, yeah, like you know, ten minutes onto like you know the time differences in, you know, Arizona or New Mexico or everywhere. Yeah, it would have told us that the Indians don't believe in daylight savings time, so they don't do it. Or yeah. the or the time zones, whatever weird thing it was. Well, I think a lot. I mean, a lot of the country's been talking about it. Just no one's, no one's, you know, outside of Arizona, no one's grabbed their huevos yet and said they're going to do it. Like, I think South Carolina actually, like, it passed uh, the House. I think in South Carolina, and it's just waiting to go to the Senate or something. Something like what to no longer do to daylight no savings. Daylight savings, yeah. It's. I mean, it's pointless. We should all just get rid of it. Yeah, it's it's it. You know, I mean, we should get rid of most of the government too, but. You know, right, like yeah. the stuff that's outdated. Like, why are why are we still using this system? This system is ridiculous. I don't even know the real story behind it. I've heard too many. I mean, I thought I knew, wasn't it? I thought it was like I had to do with the like crops and stuff, right? Okay, right. So I heard that, but then I also heard, right, that it was like World War One or something like that, where they, you know, we were trying to like like conserve things with like uh, the rubber drives and like the aluminum drives and shit like that. Right, they were just like, all right, well, we'll just, we'll just cut everybody an hour, so like we'll conserve power and we won't use as much. Right. I, I, I don't know. I always thought it was a crop thing. Yeah, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. Can't get the real answer. It's like asking, you know, it's like asking Catholics why they don't eat meat on Friday. It confuses me all the time too. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, well. I, I don't know, but you know, yeah, I remember, I remember that being like super confusing. I yeah. Mean, again, you know, we I think Texas was really the only state that we beat up Route 66, and then like after that, we just like we couldn't find anything anymore. So yeah, we we kind of slacked on the research, but uh, you know. Well, no, there just wasn't much left of Route 66. Right, like, remember we got off to see like the it was like the oldest church in Texas, and we got off the exit, and there was, was nothing there. Yeah, there was nothing there anymore. And then we finally like managed to find an article talking about how it had been like it was gone. Yeah, we uh, did the oh. Cadillac Ranch. Yes, we did get to do that. That was pretty cool. Right? And then, yeah, there was other parts like uh, like the dinosaurs, like the weird dinosaurs in the middle of the desert. and That was California. So California was the one with the T-Rex and, like, the Brontosaurus. Right. But I think there was another one in New Mexico where they were just, like, like dotting the highway of just, like, weird dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. and. Well, I remember, what was it, when we came into California... And, and we uh, hit the we hit the the, hit the, <laughs> the border checkpoint. We hit the border <laughs> checkpoint, and I thought we had like I'm like, holy crap, Harry, did we make? It? Are we going to Mexico? Like I got guns in this car. What, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And it was like a, like a fruit. And a vegetable, vegetable yeah, fruit stand. and vegetable. So the like, yeah, the best part about that was is that I knew that that checkpoint was coming up because my father drove from Seattle to Florida, and he drove down that way, and my he drove my aunt's try the U-Haul. They rented a U-Haul, and him and my uncle did it. And they had said they got to they got to the the border at the end of California or the beginning or something not the end, and like they're like oh you guys got any plants in the car or truck or whatever, and my 
my uncle's like, yeah, he's like, I got like two hydrangeas, and they're like, well, they can't come in. Like, uh, it's an invasive species in California. You gotta get rid of them. Yeah. So, like, I knew the checkpoint was coming up, and I'm like, I'm not gonna say a word. I'm like, this is gonna be hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've noticed that about you. You know, we just, uh, we just finished D.C., and probably one of the greatest uh, Harry moves I've ever seen, sitting in D.C. with handful of friends you know i won't name everyone but we're sitting up there around the bar small of us maybe uh six or seven of us no harry watching the sports watching the sports watching I wasn't hockey, even there i don't even know the first thing about hockey like ooh, okay somebody scored like okay cool i'm watching and uh next thing you know boom there's harry and i see harry and following harry is a girl with a tray full of uh shots of tequila and i'm like no I'm not doing tequila. I'm like, I, I've got like a half a bottle of Eagle Rare in me right now. I'm like, I'm pouring tequila on top of all that bourbon. I'm like, no, I'm not drinking this. You know, so a couple of words get tossed around. And, and as I'm arguing, I'm kind of like moving away from the table because I'm not going to take the shot. And I see Harry heading towards the door. I'm like, what the? So I go over. I'm like, where are you going? And he's smiling. I'm like, you son of a bitch. You just walked in, ordered a round of shots, and you're leaving, aren't you? And you smiled. And you went, yo, you want to go get a pizza? Yeah, I'm going across the street to get pizza. I'm like, yeah, that's actually a really good idea, man. Let's go get a pizza. And I left him. But, yo, that was that was one of the most awesome moves I've ever seen. Like, that was such a move to just came in, ordered tequilas, and left. I don't even think you had one, did you? No, of course I did. Oh, you did have one? Okay, all right, all right. But still, still a baller move right there. Yeah. Too, too funny, so... And that, yeah, that was DC. But we'll we'll, we'll save some of the uh, some of the DC uh, stuff when, when when we get Steve back in. Uh, yeah, well, so weeks. so I I will say then, right? I guess you know we finished our little quick impromptu episode and impromptu, you know, the trip and everything. So I wanna I wanna say it at least, right? I don't want to say it while Steve's here because I don't want to like give him too much credit to inflate his <laughs> ego too much. But DC goes off without a hitch every year and. A lot of that has to do with Steve. It does. Like I, it does. Right. Like I, you know, I, had, I don't think I, I don't think I booked my room until like the month before, and I was at work and I like I was like, oh, I was like, holy shit, DC's next week. So I messaged him. Yeah, it's like eight thirty in the morning, and like, hey, um, like, uh, I need a room, and he's like, okay, he's like, uh, give me one second. And he, Texts me back and he's like, I just called the hotel. There's a fresh block of rooms. He's like, you should be good. Let me know. Right. So Steve, Steve always says like, you know, like his saying is, when somebody asks him a question and he's not involved in the event, he'll always say, "Not my circus, not my monkeys." I'm sure you've heard him say it. He says it all the time. Many times, yes. Right. So, but DC is his circus, and most of us are his monkeys. Yes, but one of the great things about Steve is 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 uh, he's also learned that uh, he's got monkeys he can trust. And yeah. He has no problem turning to some of us and asking us for help. And uh, you know, this DC was was definitely a, a unique one for me. You know, between uh, my micromanaging master Rocky and Steve, I, I don't think I turned left or right without one of them putting an arm around me and asking me to do something. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. You know, I was happy to put out a fire here. I was happy to help things out and. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, yes, Steve does it does an amazing, amazing job. But he's also, like I said, he's gotten very good at, at he's very good at just looking at you and asking you to take care of something, knowing that people can help him out. And uh, you know, DC wouldn't the, the hotel wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't go off the way it does 
without right. him. By no nope. means am I trying to take credit away from that. Like I'm just saying that he's he's gotten very good at that, and uh, you know, between you know the parent chapter, I mean they they brought some some pretty badass uh, you know uh, uh, prospects down, and uh, and our prospect uh, did a great job, and we got a lot of great support for our party on uh, on Saturday night, which is uh, that's going to be an interesting event next year, seeing uh, it went off so well, and. We're only allowed. I mean, it had nothing to do with COVID. We're only allowed 200 people up there. That's all. Yeah, well, that's all it fits. And like Friday, people were like coming up to me in the in in, in the flea market, like, "Yo, dude, come on, man, you got an extra ticket?" Like, like I was a scalper, and I'm like, no, man, like we're we're sold out. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm sorry, we're sold out of tickets. And like, it's gonna be an interesting thing, you know, how how that's gonna how that's gonna play out next year because it really. They did a great job. The, the sports pub, you know, Janelle, uh, who uh, manages uh, Steak and Legs over there, she, you know, she had her connections over at the sports pub. They're owned by the same people. And uh, she was a huge help uh, making that happen for us. But, uh, you know, the support, you know, we got the support we needed. I remember, like, the first day I, I got that weird feeling that we were going to blow out of the tickets, and we did, and uh, and, and it was awesome. I think the, the highlight of that night, though, had to be uh, Freddie giving his speech. And in the process of giving his speech, he uh, directed everyone's attention to the slideshow that I had put together in about five minutes was all I had to put it together. And uh, he directed everyone's attention to it to uh, say how he would love to see another one of these made. And at the exact moment he pointed to it, up came a picture of my good, good, good friend, Jeff Krakauer, with a picture of him wearing a cowboy hat, posing like he's on, like, a cigarette ad with the words, fuck cracker, across the top of it. And, uh, yeah, like, Mary looked at me, she goes, you could not have timed that better if you tried. Yeah, and then and then it proceeded to get real dicey real quick with what Freddie was saying. Well, yeah, well. Whew. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's German, right? Yeah, I mean he is, but <laughs> yeah, Oof. yeah. We we won't we won't get into that. Anyone that was there knows exactly what uh what what, what you're talking about. And uh, yeah, but yes, you know, again, it, it really is. There's a lot of you know, it's a lot of work put in by very few people for DC, and uh, it, it it goes off great every year. And but that's what it should be. Everyone's there to have a good time. And, uh, yep. and and everyone did this year. The drama was uh, was pretty low, and uh, yeah, minimal. The hotel was great with us. Like day one, you know, they they had to have us wear masks, and as soon as they got the green light, boom, they were off. They were gone. Um, I got a lot of great support from the club to help me sell my raffle tickets for the flag that we had there, and uh, you know, I even got to walk around and do a little shopping myself, and wound up with a bunch of nonsense, camping chairs and a cigar. Oh, box. yeah. Did you, know, did you uh? Did you happen to see the, the, uh, like the banner in the in the back of the flea market? The Nam Knights banner had the Pulp Fiction quote on it. I did not. Oh, you missed out on a good one. What was the quote? Um, I will strike well, down upon me yeah, great vengeance, vengeance and furious anger. Those, those who, who attempt, attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. brothers. Yeah, that was you the quote. No, my name is the Lord. When I lay my vengeance upon thee. I did not see that. Yeah. Who was I think it was, that? I want to say it was uh, one of the New York guys. All right. I may, I may, have, to, I may have to research that. Were they selling it? Or they yeah, they were selling it? it. They were selling it. Yeah, I bought one. Oh, now I'm super jealous. Yeah, yeah, it's good. 
I know. All I wound up with two camping chairs with the Nominate logo on them, and Moose sold me a cigar box. Oh, okay, I guess. Like, oh, that's cool. And like I had it in my hand. He's like, it's ten dollars. Oh, cool. I, I mean, I was just looking at it, but all right, here you go. <laughs> I guess he was ten dollars. Jesus, all right, guy. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely a good trip, and uh, yes, much love and respect to Steve. And uh, yep, yep, good times were supported by all. Good times, and I look forward to getting Steve on here next time to uh, to talk about some DC, and uh, who knows what we'll be talking about next time. But I hope this. Uh, filled in you know we weren't going to do something and then uh, that was all you harry you were like nah come on man we got this we can we, we can fill one in for the week so uh yeah we could do the crossover episode crossover episode man i hope everybody enjoyed and uh i look forward to having the whole team back uh next time yep all right y'all good yeah that's all i got all right thank you all very much and uh we will see you guys in two weeks bye bye